I just didn't think I was going to stop crying. And all of a sudden, I felt God embracing me in His arms, and I felt a tear of His just trickled down my face. And it was like, you know, you're never going to leave me. You're never going to forsake me. And so I would like to say to people watching this podcast, don't get discouraged. You're going to get through the rough times. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Found throughout the Bible, we read time after time that God calls us to live a life of abundance. Many Christians struggle with finding the path God intends for our lives, but you aren't meant to seek God's abundant life alone. Welcome to the Hearing God's Voice podcast, where we seek transformation to abundant life through learning to hear God's voice. Living an abundant life can mean wearing many hats. Jeffrey Paul's journey has taken him from celebrity hairdresser focused on outer beauty to an author, teacher, and friend to all seeking God's abundant life. Join us and renew with spiritual teachings along with inspirational interviews and health and wellness tips to help keep our bodies and minds strong in faith. Welcome your host, speaker, teacher, and friend, Jeffrey Paul. Welcome to Hearing God's Voice Podcast, and I have a wonderful friend of mine that I want to share with you. Sharon Harrison is Bob Harrison's wife, but more, much more than that. So instead of me telling you about her, let's get to meet her and her share about how God is really working through her. Sharon, welcome to Hearing the Voice of God Podcast. Thank you, and thank you for asking me to be a part of this podcast. I just saw Amar the work that you have been doing down through the years. And I remember the first time that I met you, it was you were raising funds for weeks for kids. And I spoke on the great pearl of life. And shortly after that, I was in Brazil and our contact person had put me in contact with some little girls that had gone through chemo and lost their hair. And the first little girl was only five years old. And I met her in the lobby, but she would not take off her hat. So I took her up to my room. I was so nervous. (laughs) Because you told me what to do, but I wanted to get it exactly right. And so that was just the beginning of a wonderful time of God using you and blessing you to these children. And you were a blessing. You took us overseas to to that little girl's life. I I just appreciate that because image is not about just the outer beauty. It's about inner beauty. And when the outer beauty is cracked or the mirror is cracked, as you know, it really disrupts the entire being of that individual's beauty. And I, I think that that's why I always believe beauty begins within so important and that's you your beauty has been within you since the day that uh, we first met and man when you spoke about the pearl I may ask you a little bit about that story again but let's talk about how God's used you because most people always hear about the front runner about the author the expert the celebrity and they very seldom hear about the strength behind that person. And, you know, they say that behind every man or woman, there's a strong mate behind them. And you are just that to Bob. And he's he's magnified my life. He's impacted hundreds of thousands of people around the world. But you've been there for such an incredible time. But this didn't start just after you married Bob Harrison. It started at your childhood, you told us. Tell us your walk and how you're hearing the voice of God really led you through the journey to the altar of marrying Bob Harris. It really uh, did start early in my life. And I was blessed to be raised by Christian parents and I had Christian grandparents on both sides. And when I was around five years old, my parents had taken me to a convention in Pittsburgh. And I remembered that night when they gave the invitation, I raised my hand and I stood on my feet. It was so impacting 
on my life. I mean, that night, I remember what I was wearing. I had a little blue navy dress on with a navy coat with a navy hat to match it. <laughs> and it was like from that moment on, even through difficult times, I never went back on what I committed to the Father that day. Yes, there have been some tough times, though even with the tough times, I really feel like I've been blessed to be involved in other work. As a teenager, I got involved with Youth for Christ. I was on the Bible uh, quiz team, and so I really had the opportunity and the discipline to study God's Word. Then I went to Puerto Rico, and I worked in the prisons and Whoa. lived in an orphanage. That was an experience in itself. I went away to Bible college, and there is where I met Rich Cook, and we married, and after about 30 years, Rich decided that he wanted to leave and live a homosexual life. Those were difficult days. I can't sugarcoat it, but I never doubted that God wasn't with me. And during one of those times, I remember breaking down in tears. I just didn't think I was gonna stop crying. And all of a sudden, I felt God embracing me in his arms, and I felt a tear of his just trickled down my face. And it was like, you know, you're never going to leave me. You're never going to forsake me. And so I would like to say to people watching this podcast, don't get discouraged. You're going to get through the rough times. And as I moved on, my life took a different direction. I ended up being in Tulsa, Oklahoma, went to Raymond Bible College, worked at Harrison International, and Bob's wife, Cindy, was one of my best friends. And when Cindy passed away, that was tough for everybody. And I know Bob just wanted to get married right away, but he was patient enough to wait till I felt it to be the right time, and that was about 10 years. <laughs> so, you know, we've gone into a beautiful blended family. I had three daughters, he had five children, that was eight. They're all married, that's 16. And now we have 22 grandchildren, the youngest being two, and we have eight great-grandchildren. <laughs> so we definitely have had increase in our life. <laughs> that is a You've described in a minute or two a life that has had some serious challenges. Although it's wonderful you had those roots that were really sincere roots in the beginning of childhood. But again, you had to put that to practice. You know, the book of James says, you know, through trials and tri tribulations, rejoice. Because through them, if we persevere, we'll find out he'll never leave us or forsake us. We'll find out that he's held his hands through the valley of the shadow of darkness. You live that. And to go through the husband breakup, I mean, we know people have gone through divorce. We know people have gone through all kinds of issues. But you made it through. You're on the other side of that. And there's still challenges in front of all of us. What was the one thing that kept you going through the times that seemed to be just the darkest? When those tears were running down your eyes and you just felt like there was no hope for tomorrow. As many people today during this pandemic are feeling that there just doesn't seem like a next thing or the next day or it's going to be over. I think that as you had asked me some questions on what it takes to be disciplined, one of the greatest things is staying in the Word, acting upon the Word. Because a lot of times people say, well, I read it, but I don't get anything out of it. But you have to put it to practice. Just like after you say, I do, it's true. It's like I look at your your life and I would think, oh, they have no problems at all. But, you know, I probably just don't know. And, and Bob and I have had our challenges, but there has been such a peace and a confidence 
my girls would use this, uh, ask me, what do you want for Christmas? And I'd say peace and contentment. <laughs> and one Christmas, my daughter, Julianne, got me a golden heart. And on it says peace and contentment. Oh. And I had that on my dresser and I see it every day. And I just know I have to start out every day knowing there's going to be peace. There's going to be contentment even in some challenges that we all face. I'm going to put something together for you that you just clicked in my mind. You know how Bob teaches in regards of posting or putting that image or putting a recording on all the time to kind of get that image change from the false beliefs into a solid belief, biblical belief that things are possible and we can have increase. You just represented that with that heart. You know, you said and said and said a piece. Uh, and what was the other word? You wanted peace and contentment. Contentment. And then you thought or put it on a little heart that you said you looked at every day. And in Joshua, it's, in, it's interesting that he, God said to Joshua, listen, I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to be your strength. Go with courage and strength. But meditate on this day and night. And see, you just gave that example of the time, you know, that, that, that is taught through Increased Ministries through Bob, but you did it on the everyday basis, the real everyday in your bedroom, looking at something that is reminding you of that precious, precious love. Yeah. And as you read on, on Joshua, I had just even heard this this morning, that several times there, the scripture says, and God was with Joshua. How wonderful it is to know that God is with us. He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to fail us. That's just a gift. That's the fullness of the gift. It is. And you don't experience that until you experience it. And it's uh, it's like anything else. When you go through a difficult time, you can give up. Obviously, that's a, that's a way out. Uh, not a good one, in my opinion, as you could probably relate to. Or you can try to fight it on your own strength, you know, your own self-will and your own self-effort. Or you can turn to that strength that, uh, that again, says, greater is he that is in me, that he that is in the earth. But as a little child, you really took that in. I mean, you swallowed it hook, line, and sinker in relationship of your intimacy with Christ. And I find that that's more difficult for people to really turn totally their life over to the Lord. Can you give some advice to the listening audience? You've turned it over from a little child, but I'm sure you have to continue to turn it over on a regular basis. Because I know you and Bob never argue and never have a difficulty. <laughs> I got to tell you this because you'll appreciate this. I heard a study about Facebook and Facebook, they said they described it as the front stage. People's lives with the perfect selfie and the perfect kids and the perfect job and perfect dog. And Nobody ever gets to see behind stage. And you know how messy that is because you guys have done enough performances. You know what it's like behind stage. But in turn, when people see our lives on the front stage, everything looks great. But the real life, the real application, life application of living our spiritual life is backstage. It's what's done in your bedroom looking at that heart, reading the scriptures. Right. Give our audience a little bit of principles or disciplines or even steps that would help them re-energize that intimacy, re-energize that relationship with Christ for better trust? Well, I think the very first thing in the morning upon waking, I think you recognize God's presence and God's peace and God's greatness in our life. And if you just praise Him, start out praising Him. I believe so much that it takes time of being in God's Word. There's a time of praying. And praying doesn't always take place on your knees. Sometimes I'm out walking. The other thing is, it's good to bear witness to God, to others. And 
that's why it's so good to have those around you who also have walked with the Lord. Not that you don't converse with people who are not of the church, but that can undergird you and help you at times and pray with you. My girls, our family, have always been there. And um, the other day, just my daughter Jennifer and I were talking, and we were talking what the beauty is of listening to the still, small voice. She had mentioned something about she lost a, a very close friend. And she said, you know, that morning I felt like I needed to call her and I just got taken up in the day, and the day went by. At the end of the day, she was gone. And so we were saying, why don't we listen to that still, small voice? And listening to that still, small voice takes time of getting quiet, being in a quiet place, allowing God to speak through us. And when this question came up, I had um, gone to one of my favorite chapters in Psalms, uh, and it talks about these principles, and it's Psalms 37. And the first thing is, trust in the Lord and do good. Secondly, delight yourself in the Lord. Commit yourself. Trust in Him, and He shall bring it about. And then it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. And that's where many times we get messed up because we don't want to be patient. Right. <laughs> and, and, and God just wants to teach us something through being patient because he's not there to, uh, if we go knock, 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 you know, why aren't you asking me? And he's not going to say, as, as a father, he's not just going to give us everything that we ask for because he knows what's best for us. But teaching us patience teaches us a lot about this world and how we can be effective in this world. You know, I've interviewed now dozens of people from authors to, you know, experts uh, on hearing God's voice. And you just encapsulated in such a beautiful way that I know your heart does because you you said to us something that's so important that we have to become so familiar with that voice that we don't get distracted and you know you quoted that still quiet voice that comes from the cave experience that Elijah had where he went to the cave after being depressed because something somebody said to him Jezebel after having the most powerful weekend he'd ever had in his life pulling fire from heaven and he got depressed and he went in a cave and then all of a sudden a storm came and God's voice was not in it and an earthquake came and God's voice wasn't in it and and, and, a, and a wind came and God's voice wasn't in it but then that still quiet voice said come out of your cave and we all have our caves that we go into but come out of your cave and listen closely and you know as we begin to get quiet, like you said, Sharon, and we learn to hear his voice on a regular basis, we can translate it even better. So it's not just a scripture written on the on the Bible pages, but it becomes the living word inside of us. It's speaking to us about our particular personal life. We respond even more to it. But if we're not, if we're dealing with the storm and the earthquakes and the fires and everything else that happens in our life, we get distracted so easily from hearing that voice and we miss a lot of life, a lot of beautiful life. In order to do that, we must allow the Holy Spirit mm. to be active in our life. And a lot of people, they get concerned when you say that word. <laughs> and yet, I don't. <laughs> not me either. <laughs> because it's kind of like if you're not if you're not around Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. It's like talking without a phone, trying to get communication going on, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> 
because uh, it's the Trinity. Once again, you cannot know of these things unless you're in the Word. The more you're in the Word, the more you know what to put into practice. And the Father God said, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Amen. That is precious. Now, if I can tap into one more thought. I mean, I've got your time, so I'm just going to be abusive of it and keep every minute of it as possible because I just love having you here because you have a different voice and I think that's precious especially for uh, the women listening to our broadcast because you have kids you got lots of kids we got lots got, of kids it's always blended. somebody's birthday <laughs> yeah you got a blended family which makes it again another exponential level of, of challenge you got grandkids of ages across the board yes. uh, and you know you, they all have their challenges which I'm sure they bring home to you from time to time tell us about communication how do you communicate with those children how do you how do you share wisdom with them how do you share the insight and knowledge before they say not too much don't give me any more what have you learned in your in your time with that experience well at this point my kids know they could call me anytime i'm there for them i have friends and i'm there for my friends and a lot of them it's not the same thing and just because i didn't birth some of them it doesn't make a matter it doesn't make any matter at not all just yesterday was writing a note to wendy who is the next youngest of bob's family yeah i get this right <laughs> she was just in our home with her family and she has three children i i just love those kids and i don't always get to see them i'm going to get to see them more because they moved from seattle area they now are in arizona so that's not too far in between. I was just writing a note to Wendy and I just expressed to her, you know, how much I love and appreciate them. It was hard on those kids losing their mom mm -hmm. and they were young. But while she was here visiting with us, she said, "What do you think's harder to lose somebody by death or go through a divorce?" I said, "That's a tough one." because you do sorrow, but you don't sorrow as not to see them again. Going through a divorce, and ours was one of the longest. It's not an easy thing to do. And particularly like in my case, I did not want the divorce. It wasn't a, an agreeable thing, but the reason I couldn't, you know, <laughs> I couldn't do much at all. I think the one of the greatest things is always be there for your kids. Know that they can call you at any time, and it's the same way with the uh, grandchildren now, too. Uh, the older ones, particularly. And I try to always. It's it's so great now having Marco Polo and FaceTime and all those things because it's like I don't let too many days go by that I don't see them. That really helps. And we talk about the things of the Lord. That's just that's just an open open. Uh, book there. I encourage your people, and particularly those who are going through difficult times. I want to say it again: don't go giving up, because it's saying you're going through. You're not giving up. You're going to go through. You're going to make it, and you're going to be stronger with God's help. The uh, thing that you shared just now too was was interesting, Sharon. Your relationship of, with Christ is intimate. It's a, a John 15, 7. You know, you remain in him and he remains in you and you know him better and he knows you better and you become more intimate. The same goes as you become Christ-like as Sharon, the mom, Sharon, the grandmother, or Sharon, the wife. That relationship of your Christ-likeness draws them closer and more intimate to you like it does when we're with Christ in our word, in our prayers, and in our worship. 
And I think that that really is an example for all of us to take from this message is that you have shown through the good times, the bad, the sickness, the health, the wellness, the richer and poor, that he's there. He's never left you, forsake you. So we have a witness. <laughs> we have a witness in you. And I think that a lot of us need more of that. I know back to your your ministry with uh, with Increased Ministries, you also communicate with people nonstop. I know Zine and I got an anniversary email from you and we were just throwing up our hands rejoicing during the pandemic. You just have a beautiful way of communicating with people. And I know that it comes from your time with the Lord. In these last minutes, any last bits of information to people on top of what you've shared with us, especially that he'll never leave us or forsake us and don't give up. Any other thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, for many years, even involved with Harrison International and the events, I was more comfortable doing things behind stage. That was where my comfort zone was. God seems to keep on you know, pushing me a little further, but it comes from that even, even during those early years when we were doing musical productions, I'd sit for hours and write script, but I didn't care about necessarily being on stage. But God had different ideas for me, and I'd go out there sometimes like shaking like a leaf. But I figured if he opened up the door, he was going to be there to sustain me. One of the things that I've really learned is, what is my purpose? Ask myself what my purpose is. And sometimes I'll, I'll even write that. You know, Miles Monroe had written uh, that book and spoke many times on the purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. And we have to have purpose. And a lot of people will say to me, I, how do you find your purpose? And many times I'll just say, what is it that you really like doing? What is it that when you do it, you really feel good about it? And after you do it, it was done very well. That's a good start. <laughs> for God to open up some other doors to show you other things that you can do. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. You've got some exciting parties coming up. You have a whole lot of people coming to visit you in Hawaii. But that event brings in people from, you know, speakers from every walk of life. And it's neat because the wives and the husbands are there together. Uh, the community is there together. The teachings are as rich as possible, but the formula of it is so amazing because I think you're done at one o'clock. We've been impacted from early morning and yeah. everybody and fellowships, which really, I think if you took a consensus and you probably have, that's as equally as good as the event itself because of the fellowship and friendship. Some of the people have been together for decades you know, in yeah. really close relationships because of that event. So we just advocate one of the best events anybody can yeah. ever go to. Dominic Russo Jr., who heads up the big meetings that he's had with uh, Jedediah. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful young man. He, what a beautiful oh, they're man. beautiful. They're beautiful. And Dominic met his wife at one of the events. <laughs> so he's always telling people, people <laughs> you might find your, your love mate. <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing to happen. And then we too will have an event here in California next October. So that we date is still canceled. there for uh, October 28th yeah. through 30th? Good, mm-hmm. good. Yes. We'll have that so, down below so everybody can be sure to tag into one of those two because I think it's sure. going to be perfect get away and everything's hopefully be you know under some kind of normality but they surely can get fed with meeting you and bob but also being a participation of that entire event that's going to be pretty exciting well i want to thank you for the precious gems you've given us all little gold hearts now to hang on our 
our bedroom stand. So we appreciate you and appreciate Bob uh, helping us get you in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. <laughs> but thank, thank you. you for being so good. I'll, go, I'll have to go walk this off now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted I, to mention I, that I do have a CD called Songs for Kids. It's oh. an audio download. And uh, once speaking, I think this was, was at the Reagan Library. And it's overcoming insurmountable odds. They're $10, or you can get both of them. <laughs> Good. We'll put that right on the below so the people can get that. That's got to be a beautiful Oh, and the other thing is, is I'm, which I want to get you involved in, too, is I'm working on a book, and it's called Hold That Thought. I love that title. One statement is, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. And that was Winston Churchill who made that statement. And then one of my own is, um, yeah, a direction without purpose can lead you down a wrong pathway. Well, as an audience that is listening to this precious woman, Sharon Harrison, I want you to, as I've shared over and over again on our broadcast, don't just listen to this, get off your treadmill and run off to work. Be sure to re-listen and capture the beautiful, precious wonderful gems. In fact, we'll have a whole transcript on our YouTube channel that you can go and download every one of her words that are gems and the scriptures that were used so that you can really let this really embed itself in your heart and transform. Because, you know, knowledge doesn't transform. The Spirit of God transforms by the renewing of your mind. And that's that, you know, hold that thought is going to do a lot of that, I'm sure, Sharon. But please re-listen to this. There's some beautiful gems of information. I got blessed, and uh, we're blessed that you're with us, Sharon. And I'm going to ask you back again, so I hope I can take oh, advantage of the opportunity. thank you. Will you give a kiss and hug to your entire family for me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that'll take you about a week. There goes my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the Hearing God's Voice podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Continue to renew with us each day through these valuable spiritual teachings and tips to stay strong, both spiritually and physically in faith. If you would like to connect deeper with Jeffrey and the Renewing You Network community, find us on Facebook at Renewing You Network. You can also join us on YouTube at Renewing You Network with Jeffrey Paul and at RenewingYouNetwork.com. We look forward to more time together seeking God's transformation in your life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe so we can connect with more on this mission to hear God's voice.